Hi, and you're very welcome back to the Women's National League podcast. It's been a week or so since our last episode. I'm joined again by Stephanie Roach. Stephanie, how has the week been for you? Yeah, good. Good week of training. Uh, Got a good pre-season game in as well over the weekend. So all going well. Really just can't wait to get started now with the the league. A couple of weeks to go, of course. Yeah. In terms of, of, uh, you've been everywhere for last week. You've been popping up on podcasts all over the, the the place I feel a little bit cheated on, but I suppose I have to... <laughs> um, but that's okay too. In terms of, I suppose, the games over the weekend, did you get a chance to keep an eye on any of the, the games coming through? Because most of the teams were in action. Yeah, a couple of the games, I obviously through social media, get the kind of updates and stuff. Some of the, the teams don't really give their results. It's more about the performance and getting the games in, isn't it? But I think for ourselves, it was my focus really was on Piedmont this weekend. We played a, good, a really good game against DLR. Uh, DLR who I think will be really dark horses this year I think they were very good last season and and this season I think they really will be trying to push as I said before kind of the likes of ourselves Wexford and, and Shells because they have really really good coaching staff and they just look really organised and, and hard to beat so I'm looking forward to seeing how they go on this season Yeah of course we are going to be talking to Catherine Cronin later in the show of course one team you didn't mention was the team you met in last year's FAI Women's Cup Final of course, Cork City, and we're going to be joined by Kate Donovan, one of their players, in just a couple of moments. But first, maybe let's have a little look at their game from yesterday afternoon and have the highlights and the goals from that match. Pre-season continued in earnest in the Women's National League with the meeting of Treaty United and Cork City Women's FC in Charleville on Saturday afternoon. And it was first blood after just three minutes to Treaty United when good work from Eva Cronin down the left-hand side saw her dispossessed Kira McNamara and Cooley slotted the ball past Cork City goalkeeper Leah hayes Cone. It wasn't all going to be their way in the first half, though. And just a couple of minutes before the break, a deflected effort from the boot of Becky Casson deflected over Maeve Ryan. And it was to level the scores into the half-time break. Two separate sides took to the field in the second half. And it was after three minutes that Sophie Liston intercepted a stray treating pass. Some fine interchange work with Ava Mangan saw Liston power through and finish coolly into the net past substitute goalkeeper Michaela Mitchell. Credit to Mitchell though, her fine goalkeeping did keep Treaty United in the game, but it wasn't to be the last score of the game and that of course did go to Cork City. Some fine work in the middle of the field did pull the Treaty United defence out of position and a long ball from Lauren Singleton exposed that weakness and it found the feet of Christina Dring, who took one touch before finishing past Mitchell into the Limerick net. 3-1 the final score, and both sides move on to their open league games in three weeks' time. We are now joined by one of the players who was involved in the game yesterday, Kate O'Donovan, player with Cork City. Joins us. Kate, you're very welcome to the show. Hi guys, thanks for having me. Talk to us a bit about the game yesterday, first of all. Let's start there. Um, not a great start. Three minutes in, one goal down, but you managed to rally well in a fine second half performance. Oh, thanks for uh, mentioning that because I started, so uh, <laughs> that doesn't make me look too good. But no, we, we started slow, but um, we got to grips with it after about 10, 15, and uh, we, we had three or four good chances, finally levelled up, and then we... Uh, Kept the level for the girls going to second half and we let them do do the rest then. It was a really physical game though, so it was a good test for us yesterday. In terms of, I suppose, pre-season so far, how are things down in Cork? How's the, the club faring up? Uh, yeah, it's been doing really well. Um, we've had like off-season programmes, so the SNC coach has sorted that out. So we came in, we were really sharp. 
a few weeks of training, a few inter-squad games, which have gone really well, really up to the level we need them to be at. And then we had the friendly against Pimout last week, which that was just for her to get a run out of the legs. Uh, we, won't, we won't mention the score. And uh, the friendly again yesterday, and that was a far better performance and uh, another tough game for us as well. So it's all going well so far. Yeah, I suppose uh, Steph might have a few th- points on the, on the game last week. Uh, Steph, when you were with Piemont uh, during that game last week, um, what was your thoughts on, on how Cork City was shaping up? I haven't seen them in the cup final last week. Obviously, they've lost one or two players, Maria Sullivan in goals. And uh, up front, I suppose, the big high-profile one is, is the loss of Saoirse Noonan, who's going to be a huge loss to them this year. Yeah, I think, look, it's it's been highlighted quite clearly around the around the, the league that Saoirse Noonan's moved on to Shells. And obviously, as I mentioned, goalkeeper as well was very good for them over the season last year but I think not a lot really has changed in terms of how Cork set up I think Kate agree I think they seem to want to play a similar style of football they're encouraged to play which is good to see I think players like Eva O'Mahony uh, Sophie Liston I think Sarah McEvitt has come in as well as a good signer for them too so I think look at these are the types of players they're going to need to step up and I suppose be be the key players this year with Saoirse and as we mentioned the goalkeeper Marie, Maria Sullivan leave and so it's for me, I think watching his last week was similar. I don't know, Kate, if you agree. I think he's there, he seems to have the same mentality. You're trying to play the same sort of football. And and really, I think it's about, you've got obviously quite a lot of young players within your squad. So it's about kind of knitting them together and, and really trying to get the best results you can throughout the season. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, we, we have a certain way of playing, but we're getting better at adapting, I suppose. And in certain situations, playing a bit differently in games, like going long when we need to maybe, or just tightening up for five minutes, just get everything in. And we're learning now, like we're a young side, but like we're, get, we're just finally, I suppose, taking those lessons on. And um, yeah, we were very competitive last year, but uh, we want to be a bit more competitive again. We got our highest finish last year in the league. So we want to finish hopefully higher again and well, maybe win a cup instead of going runners up. <laughs> you have a couple of girls might argue with you on that front today. Yeah. <laughs> The game yesterday, if you look at the three individual goals, let's forget the first one for the time being, but the three individual goals, one was kind of from a set piece, from a throw-in in the end of the first half, one from a little bit of a, a fortunate break of a ball in the middle and Sophie Liston and Ava Mangan, who's impressed me. I didn't, I wasn't aware of the name before. I watched the highlights of the, of the game. She was involved in both of the two goals in the second half. Um, how much have, have players like that added to to where I suppose the club is and having that kind of stream of players coming through from under 17s into the first team how much is that helping the I suppose the quality that's coming through that team uh hugely uh it's all come from the academy so before we even get to 17s with the academy set up and um I was actually the first player in the academy so um that was in 2015 and since then there's more and more now they have 17s and now 19s and we're just getting more and more players. Eva in particular is fantastic, but uh, Kelly Leahy played in midfield as well in the second half, and another great player. They're only 17, 18, same with Laura Shine. Like, they're incredibly young. Like So we have players of that quality, and the thing is there's actually more coming. So it's going to be really exciting for us, but it's because the club have the structures in place, I suppose, that we can showcase that talent really I guess is the best way to phrase it. Let's talk about the two players you've lost. One obviously the goalkeeper Maria Maria has gone to the States on a scholarship that happens nearly every club every season the one or two players will, will make that decision for their education and can't begrudge anybody that but in terms of the decision of Saoirse to move to Cork from a Cork City point of view how disappointing is it to kind of continuously lose players of that quality to I suppose the perceived stronger clubs? 
Uh, look, obviously, we were going to be disappointed. Any team would be disappointed to lose a player of serious quality like that. Uh, that's a given. But um, we, we do have the players coming up and it just means that they probably just get their chance that bit earlier. And that's the way we look at it. Like, we don't feel sorry for ourselves. And firstly, we also want to wish Saoirse the best of luck with it as well. She wants to try something different. So you can't really be angry or disrespectful when someone wants to kind of go outside their comfort zone and try something different too. So it gives other players a chance. Like Eva played in the 10 there yesterday, as you were saying, like, and she's just top class. Like, and this could really be her year now to shine. Like, so like, when you have players coming through, we'll just give them extra responsibility and uh, I've no doubt they're going to step up. You spoke about Eva getting the, chop, the opportunity. I think you're right as well. I think, obviously, Saoirse Newman's a huge loss to any club. I think if she if she leaves, her players are, are her standard. But as you mentioned, so many young players, and I know it's obviously when we play just as well, a lot of changes within the game. So many good young players coming in. Is there anybody you think maybe that we don't know about yet that could shine this season? Um, I think the two, obviously, you've spotted Eva. I think Kelly Leahy um, is the other one. And um, the two of them, definitely, for sure, um, will be the two for me. But there's one coming up from the 17s, uh, Orla DC. I think she'll be good. She hasn't signed yet for the seniors, but um, give it a year or two and um, you'll definitely see Orla in the senior shirt, for sure. In terms of the, the, the overall context of the league, we all want every team to be as competitive as possible. Is it a concern going forward, though, for clubs like Cork that they are constantly losing players? Like Denise O'Sullivan obviously has gone on to much bigger levels than than anything else. Uh, the likes of Claire um, Shine over the years playing with in Glasgow and, and such. Now Searcy moves on to a team in Dublin. What can Cork City do to make it more attractive to players of that quality, maybe to to consider staying in Cork and, and filling their, uh, I suppose, what they want to get to their potential in in the club and in, with the with Internal Cross? Um, I suppose, to be honest, I think we have the structures in place. Uh, we have the club, since we've become one club, they give us everything in terms of kits, pitches, GPSs, you know, game analysis, all that. So we have all those type of things. We're getting better and better every year. I think it's up to us as players now to put in those performances so that we do it on a consistent basis so they, don't, they know that it's not just we finish well in the year this year but the league this year but maybe not next year that they know like no we'll go, we're going to push on again I think it's maybe that but in, in terms of what the club can do I think you know we're we all know how lucky we are to be a part of such a a big club because they genuinely the people there and, and the board they do so much for us to just help us you know get to our best. Yeah, I think Cork have always produced really good players even just some of the names you've mentioned there I think having watched the team over the last couple of seasons, particularly last season, we played just in pre-season and obviously in the league and then in the cup as well. I just think there's huge improvements being made. And as I said, he's always produced really good players. So I do see the future being bright for Cork. Breffney. I think, as you mentioned, if you continue to do well and keep those players at the club and, and it then gives you the kind of the platform to push on to try and compete for the league titles. But I do think, as I said, the future is bright for Cork. I think some very, very talented players down there. Oh, I wasn't trying to paint a, a bleak no, picture. No, no, I'm just saying. Me, I suppose. <laughs> Looking at the, the cup final last year, which is probably the yardstick that most neutrals will look at, I think it was a very unfair scoreline on the, the difference between the two teams and also maybe on the balance of the game because I don't think 6-0 reflected the, the balance of play. Like it was, it was what, was it 1-0 or, or level at the break? So it's, you can't judge it based on that. I think the teams are an awful lot tighter than they actually 
maybe that result and that impression would give. But no, I think Cork have done phenomenal work over the years, and that list of players that were named earlier are example of that. I think I think they'll be there thereabouts in that mid-table pack, and I'd love to see them really push on though, because I think uh, the league needs a strong Cork side to really push on. It's got such a big tradition in, in the women's game. In terms of the season ahead, what's the the I suppose the ambitions you talked about pushing on into that kind of top half of the table. Uh, what's a realistic measure of success for Cork this season? Um, the same as what we kind of set ourselves last year, get into that top four and do our best to break into that top three. And um, if you get yourselves in and around there, like you never know, like I suppose last year we beat Wexford um, and drew with them. So, you know, things like that, like if we can put in those performances against Shells and Peas, you, you never know, but it's down to us to put in the performances. And if we can do that on a consistent basis, I think definitely we can hit that top three and a good cup run again. Um, being on the winning side this time, preferably, but um, those would be the, the main two targets for sure for, for us this year. Well, listen, thanks very much for joining us. And uh, congratulations on a, a decent performance and a good victory yesterday. And the best of luck for the season ahead. Best Thank you very season. much, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, you too. Steph, of course, you played them last week. You also played them in that cup game at the end of the year that we mentioned. Uh, what's your thoughts on where Cork are going to be this year? Bearing in mind, you're going to have to play them in a couple of weeks. Yeah, look, hopefully they can't get any of their good performances against us, obviously. Um, but as Kate mentioned, I think they're they're looking to push as high as they can up the league. I think I think the league is definitely genuinely getting more competitive. I think we found it difficult against teams like the LOR and and Cork City last year for large periods. Obviously, the first half of the cup final was probably the prime example. They were difficult to, to play against. I think, without sound, I don't want to come across arrogant, but I think their quality kind of shone, shone through near the end. I think when you see the substitutes we were able to bring off the bench and, and the players that we had kind of to link up with to, to try and create those chances, I think as the game went on, we felt we would we would get the chances to score, and we did. So, look, I think, look, really good squad, as I've mentioned, and I think the league is definitely getting more competitive, which can only be good. Of course, uh, you mentioned Delor, and we're blessed to be joined by one of their team today, someone who's taken a little bit of a break from fighting COVID on the front lines. We might get into a little bit of that later on in the show as well. I'm delighted to, enjoy, uh, to invite their captain, Catherine Cronin, to the programme. Catherine, you're very welcome. Hi, thanks a million for having me. Nice to be here. No, our pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, it's been a, a busy 12 months when the rest of us are all locked down. You're hard at work uh, in as a job as a nurse. How's that been? Yeah, it's been good. Um, obviously, it's been well documented everywhere, you know, with everything with the pandemic at the moment. Um, but like I've said many times, I obviously love my job. I, I consider myself being lucky to be able to go in uh, to the hospital and, and do my job like every day. I, I don't think I'd be a good candidate to work at home. I'd be looking for someone to talk to um, and, and go for a walk. So, you know, it has been that bit busier um, and it has made you appreciate um, certain things in life. But um, yeah, it's look, it's been going good, and look, hopefully, if the numbers continue to fall, um, you know, things will will be picking up in the summer, and um, things can open up that little bit as well. How good is it to be back on a pitch? Yeah, it's it's brilliant. Um, as the girls had mentioned, like we had the season last year, it was a bit um disjointed between a few um, you know, breaks and matches with COVID and two false starts to the season actually starting. So. This year, it just seems there's a little bit more of a clear pathway in terms of a structure in place. Um, obviously, that the nine teams in the league, the elite, were all actually playing each other in friendlies, whereas I don't know if that happened as 
as clear cut last year. You're playing, you know, maybe boys teams or or younger teams or more local teams. So um, look, it's brilliant to be back training. Um, very very lucky. Um, and it's definitely a good outlet for everyone. I think just being able to get out, go training, and come home again. It breaks up the day a bit as well. So yeah, it's it's great to be back and um, playing. Yeah. You've had a few new signings as well. Catherine Howard, the new girls are settling in. Obviously, uh, Neve and Louise coming from Piedmont as well. So some good, very good players coming to the team. How has it been kind of gelling together with those new signings? Yeah, look, we, we've had some uh, brilliant signings this season. As you mentioned, the girls there um, coming up from Piedmont. Um, it's been really good. I think everyone's gelled really well together um, as a team, you know, there's a good mix of kind of youth and experience now as well. Um, you know, getting like players from Piedmont and things like that coming from a real winning mentality environment, um, can only bring this team on. Um, as I said, yeah, we, we've had some brilliant signings this year, and um, I just can't wait to see see how things go once we get started. But um, yeah, it's going well so far. Two that Stephanie didn't mention there, of course, Jess Gleason has joined the club as well, as has a young goalkeeper from Bohemians. Now I'm not gonna I'm gonna butcher her surname or her name, but Rujil, I don't know how to pronounce her name. We call her Rigsy. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah. she seems like a bright prospect. She was one of probably Bo's better players last year. She led a little bit maybe to that squad in terms of just a, a defensive solidity herself and Jess Gleason in front of her as well. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Jess. Uh, like I've I've played with her a few times um, throughout the years as well. Her quality is unbelievable. She's so solid, um, and she's a great person to have around the the dressing room. As you mentioned, there, um, Rigsy coming in from Bowes. Um, I think she's doing well with Eve. The two of each other, two of them will bounce off each other quite well, even in training and pushing each other. Um, and I've no doubt she'll take her her opportunity to get it um into the that starting team. There's a fairly big recruitment drive in DLR this year. How's that affected you? Are you confident you're going to get your place this year? Are you confident you're going to be part of that starting level? In terms of guaranteeing a starting place, absolutely not. I think um, there's two or three people in every position. And do you know what? I've, I've really noticed even, um, you know, the standard has been raised so much. I can't wait to get to training. I want to miss a minute because you really don't know who's going to be in the starting team. You want to be there. You want to perform week in, week out. Um, so, as I said, that's really helped the standard coming on. As I said, nobody wants to miss a session or be late. Everyone's up early kicking around and um, they want to be in the mix for that for that starting 11. So who knows who it'll be, to be honest. I have a couple of questions for both of you, actually, because I think you both have a fairly good perspective on, on the league over the last eight or 10 years. I know, Steph, you haven't been in it every one of those years, but you've been aware, you've kept in touch. Catherine, you've been with uh, Rahini, with, um, were you with Shells briefly, or was it just DLR? I can't quite remember. Uh, where... Rahini and kind of UCD, I suppose, when it was UCD, yeah. Yeah, but, but in terms of, I suppose, the quality of players coming through, is the quality, has the under-17 grade... Uh, which brought, came in in 2018. We've had three full years of that, kind of, if you call last year a full year. But seeing those players coming through and the girls who are maybe 19 and 20 now just haven't had that extra level of quality at a National League level, the 19s coming in now this season, is that going to put pressure on players and is it going to raise the standards of the teams across the board? Um, I suppose I'll jump in there. I think particularly because at Piedmont, we've got quite a few young, very good young players coming up and... Obviously, Della's already got a great chance, got kind of more chances last year. Becky Watkins as well has been seen within the team. And 
And I think really the young players coming up of obviously myself and Anya, probably the two oldest in the team, they, they keep us on our toes. You know, we kind of know every week in training that we have to perform because James is open to give these young players chances if they perform. So I definitely think bringing these young players through and giving them the opportunity to play in, in the Women's National League is, is great for for the league in general and, and great for themselves because I think it's it's great for them to know that if they perform well in training and if they, they work hard they can get to that level. Catherine? Yeah, definitely I'd I'd have to agree with that. Um it's a good point to mention that, you know, they have been playing in a, you know, national league setup the last few years and um we've definitely noticed it with the players coming in. I suppose they have their option. Hopefully if that um that league gets going as well, you know, it'll give them exposure as well to the senior team and then maybe bring down that experience as well into the, the under-19 league as well because I know they can obviously play for both certain players. So um, I think it's definitely been a really positive um, positive outcome of, of those leagues. In terms of DLR Waves themselves, uh, you might explain to me a little bit about, I suppose, the, the reality of the situation in terms of the link with UCD. It was DLR Waves when it was founded back in the first couple of years. It changed to UCD Waves. Now it's back to DLR Waves, but you're still playing in UCD. What is that link? And is there still a kind of a scholarship program like you would have graduated from back in the day? Um, I So, yeah, it's a good question. Um, and I suppose DLR Waves, um, there is definitely still an affiliation with UCD, as you mentioned, where we're Jalaji in the bowl. Um, the UC Sports Centre has come on board as one of our official sponsors this year as well. Um, I think the plan will be eventually to be fully, you know, a, a matched team of the men's UC team. I think it's going to be a requirement of um, of teams in the coming years that they have to have a, a women's team on board as well, which I think is, is really good. Um, so there definitely is still that link. However, in terms of a name, um, it hasn't transferred over just yet. So I suppose in the coming years, just see how that goes um, and what the plan will be from there. I'm not 100% sure at the minute. Graham Kelly, of course, got a, an extension to his contract for a couple of seasons. Uh, what's your thoughts on, I suppose, the management team that's there and the coaching staff that's there? It seems to be a fairly positive place at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think even given Graham that um, contract, you know, confirming that he's going to be around for the next years has been massive. Um, it's given the girls real stability. Um, you know, John on board with him as well and brilliant backroom staff and everyone on the team. It is really, really good. As you said, it's a very positive environment at the moment. Um, this will be Graham's third season in the Women's National League. So he definitely has a good hold of, you know, of the various teams and players and, and the overall setup of the league. Um, also, with Anna coming from a background involved with the men's um, Eritrea City League is it's been really positive and that they're expecting certain standards um, and raising the bar in terms of training sessions and, you know, just overall kind of running of the club. So I think that's been, that's been huge for us and, it, and it's definitely really positive to see. Yeah, in terms of, I suppose, your own personal situation, uh, you're a Limerick girl, so you're not yeah. a Dublin native, but you've spent most of your adult career, football career at least, uh, playing for yeah. Dublin. So any temptation to ever relocate back to Limerick and, uh, and line out for treaty in the in the latter days of your career? Um, yeah, proud Limerick woman. Um, but as you mentioned, I, I've been up here for, for a good while now um, between college and everything like that. But I think just with work and everything at the moment, um, my job, uh, you know, was I'm happy where I'm working in Vincent's at the moment. So at the moment, it's something I'd be thinking about. But, you know, I know you had um, Marie Curtin on the first show there as well. And 
Um, you know, she's a great player and now going into her management role, you know, I'm sure it's a very positive environment and definitely wouldn't rule it out down the line. You never know. <laughs> yeah, me likes to get a, a little home trip home every now and again out of it towards the latter end of your career. Not that I'm trying to talk you out of leaving. Um, <laughs> or at all. In terms of, um, I suppose, where, what your season is looking like, you have a couple of off-field commitments this year as well. Can we talk about that in terms of uh, nuptials coming later in the year? Oh, that- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're, yeah, I'm going to get married in June. So um, we're going ahead. It coincidentally has fallen on the, the mid-season break um, on a weekend where there's no matches. I could have been... Uh, we could have been in trouble there um, running late for the wedding after playing a match, which wouldn't be unusual for me. But um, yeah, so going ahead and uh, as I said, with everything with COVID at the moment, obviously I would have, we would have loved to have had a huge number and include everyone at the wedding. But, you know, times are tough for people are, you know, aren't able to, you know, give people send offs at funerals. And, you know, there certainly is, you know, sadder and more difficult things going on for people at the moment so we'll just be very lucky to have everyone you know healthy and happy come June and um, make the most of it wear the dress for a week and see how we go (laughs) for a whole week fair play in in terms of just to go back to I suppose your professional career in terms of nursing and and being in that environment at the moment we're all a bit uncertain of what life holds for everybody at the moment but what have you picked up from that experience over the last 12 months or so in that environment that you might be able to bring into your football career or is there anything that's kind of transferable from that over the last year or so um yeah there definitely is um things that i suppose wherever you work you bring into maybe your your sporting things but um I suppose just being part of the team um obviously supporting each other you know the work environment hasn't been the easiest for the past year but I've had great colleagues and people around me um you know making it that bit easier so if you just transfer that directly over to football like, you know everyone's going through a difficult time at the moment so to be able to put your arm around the girl on the field with you and just get her through it and um you know stay strong and I suppose just that team atmosphere really, um and just bring it bringing people along together with you um, and I suppose just not taking anything for granted and you know I personally be usually nervous before matches or things like that but I think if you can just maybe focus and just think you know playing football is something that we're privileged to be able to do and just go out and enjoy it and, and let that be 90 minutes that you can just forget about everything that's going on and um, and yeah maybe I suppose forget about the pandemic for a while. Yeah I think we're really lucky aren't we in a way that we have that kind of I suppose something to occupy our time. I think that's for me personally. I think it was hitting stage where I was getting sick of doing home workouts and doing stuff by myself. So I think we really have to count ourselves very lucky to be able to to go out to train with the team and, and play matches as well. So it's it's definitely something that I think I personally feel like I'm kind of privileged, as you mentioned, to get out and go play football. It's something you're getting to do what you love. Obviously, I think you have a busier lifestyle than I do at the moment with everything that's going on. But for me personally, I think it's just great to be able to be out and play football. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Very lucky. In terms of the season, DLR Waves, uh, you've recruited well, as we mentioned a couple of times now. Uh, what's the ambition for the season? Uh, is a, a title challenge realistic? Is a cup run something that will be in the back of the of the locker for you this year? Um, I think personally, as a team, we all have kind of personal goals, and as a team, we we definitely want to be in the kind of top four bracket, definitely in the upper half of of the table. Um, we will be aiming high, and I suppose we'll have our our own goals as well. 
but we will just keep the head down and try and go under the radar, get the job done, and then hopefully we'll have met the goal of being potentially in the top four um, at the end of the season. As you said, in the cup, anything can happen. Um, but yeah, the the aim would definitely be to you know be a more competitive team this year, be a top four side would be the goal. Um, and yeah, just get the head down. We're going to focus on our, ourselves. It can be hard when you're playing the, the bigger teams, um, but this year we kind of want to focus on ourselves and the plan and um, hopefully, hopefully we'll do well with that. Well, listen, thanks very much for joining us and I wish you the very best of luck uh, and hopefully we'll be chatting through the season with yourself and your teammates and your coaching staff over the year. Uh, the best, best luck to everyone at DLR for the season ahead. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, million. Best of luck with the best podcast. Cheers, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Catherine Cronin there, obviously uh, a huge talent, uh, has been involved in the league probably since the, since year one, I'd imagine, um, and was always kind of a prospect well before that as well with, with college teams and, and, and club teams uh, across the, the board. Steph, you must know Catherine fairly well at this stage. You've probably played her uh, numerous times as well in, in your two stints in the league. Yeah, it's funny. I, I know Catherine, but I don't really know her, if that makes sense. I think, obviously, you hear of the name and be friends through social media and stuff. But but really, in terms of actually sitting down and have a chat with her, I probably wouldn't know her quite well. So it's it's nice I've got her on and kind of had that that personal chat. Obviously, I knew she's a nurse. I knew she, she's a doc. She's working in kind of through the pandemic. And I've seen, as she mentioned, a couple of the, the different kind of podcasts and articles that she's been involved in. But yeah, really good player over the years. And I think she's her experience, I think, will help the LR this year as well. I think she captained them last year. So she mentioned the... I suppose the competition within the DLR squad, but I'm sure she'll be pushing to play as much as she possibly can and help them do well this season. Yeah, I had the pleasure of uh, having her on Leinster College's squads. Uh, it's probably a decade ago now, no more than yourself uh, at that stage. So uh, it's kind of nice that to see. That make me feel old, aren't you? Well, you are know, I turned 40 last week, so I am uh, I feel old myself. So I'm trying to drag everybody else into my club with me. Uh, it's been, um, I suppose, an interesting kind of week The Obviously, the Final Whistle site went live on Thursday. The podcasts all dropped on Thursday as well. Um, so over the last week or so, there's been a really good kind of uh, reaction from within the league, from with the clubs, from players. And it's been really, really nice to see so many messages coming in. So I suppose to anyone watching or listening who's involved in the league or supports the league or has a family member playing in the league or, or themselves playing in the league, thank you so much for getting in touch and for, I suppose, being so positive and, and really kind of sharing it out there as well. It's been really really good reaction so i don't know if steph has anyone mentioned it to you have you had anyone kind of approaching you kind of saying yeah. uh, it was great it was terrible no no yeah all positive thankfully um i think we mentioned that last week it's it's nice to be able to obviously meet you asking me to be involved this was was my pleasure i think it's about time was long time coming as i mentioned i think it's nice to to be able to highlight the the players within the league the teams and the coaches so hopefully, as I said, we can continue to get more positive feedback. And a couple of the girls mentioned it to me yesterday in Piedmont. So a few of the girls were listening in and I'm watching too. So look, hopefully, as I said, we can continue to to shine a light on the league and, and kind of put all the players and, and staff out there for people to know and get to know personally as well as on the field. Absolutely. And I would ask anyone who's watching this, who's involved in the league and supports the league and wants this to be, uh, I suppose, a vehicle to promote everything great that's happening within the clubs and the league, please talk about it, please share it, please subscribe and, and get involved and all of that other stuff that people do with podcasts as well. We'd love to have you on for the ride. It's going to be a great season. I think the teams are really shaping up really, really well. Uh, in terms of the the news around the league, there's very little since last week. We're recording this Sunday night. We won't be hearing it till probably the middle of the week. So we're expecting the launch of the league. We're expecting details on LOI TV 
none of that quite certain yet. We know the watch LOI stuff has kind of been leaked out 60 euros for half a season, but we, we don't quite know what's involved with LOI TV just yet. It will be free and it will have all the games, which is probably all we really need to know. Uh, the launch of the league Wednesday of this week. Are you involved in that, Steph? I think I saw your name on a press release that came out over the weekend. I am, yeah, I am involved in it, yeah. So, look, looking forward. So, I think it's it's a great step in the right direction, particularly for the women's league. I think, as we spoke about it last week, I think all too often it's it's difficult to find information on the game. So, for the games to be there for everybody to watch is, as I said, a, a good step in the right direction. And it kind of it puts the league in the spotlight this year. And hopefully the players and teams can go and perform and, and really give a good kind of show and good... I suppose, accounted themselves uh, going forward for this season. Yeah, and of course, we are going to be covering the games here in their entirety on finalwhistle.ie as well as in the show. You saw the highlights of the game yesterday. Thanks very much to uh, Rebel Army TV in Cork City FC for those uh, pictures. That was great to be able to kind of include that in the show as well. Uh, we would be quite happy to help any club promote whatever they're doing. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can drop us an email, info at finalwhistle.ie or hit us up on any of the social medias. And we'd be, we'd be only too delighted to include whatever it is you're doing through the season. Uh, Steph, thanks very much for joining me. It's a short and sweet one this week. Not a whole pile to talk about because we haven't really started playing proper games yet. Uh, yeah. But as I said, we're aiming for that kind of 40 to 50 minutes every week. Uh, and hopefully we'll get uh, a bit of a chat in and a couple of good guests on the show over the course of the season. So um, thanks very much for joining me. Thank you to Catherine and to Kate for bringing us up to speed on everything that's happening in DLR and in Cork City as well over the last couple of weeks of preseason. Steph, chat to you again next week. Thanks for having me. See you next week, guys.